Hi and welcome to RTB, the podcast from Northeast Ambulance Service. I'm Mark Selling, a paramedic at NIAS, and in this episode I speak to staff psychological wellbeing advisor Andy Walton about mental health. In our conversation, Andy tells me about the occupational health support available to NIAS staff, including services like trim and talking therapies, and about NIAS's own mental maintenance project. Hi Andy, uh, welcome to RTB. Really, I suppose the first question's got to be, uh, tell us about your background and how you've kind of linked up with NIAS. Thanks, Mark. Um, I feel like it's been a, um, a long journey to get to, to where I am with um, the position I am at NIAS. Um, but all my different experiences that I've had have all sort of built towards it, I feel, in terms of what's required of me and the nature of the role. So I started off my career, um, I did a marketing degree. Um, that was what I started off with first, and I worked in public relations. So I always had a sort of strong interest in in communications um, and how how key messages were sort of got across to a, to an audience. So I, I always had an interest in that. I always had an interest in print, in in graphic design. But alongside that, um, I really struggled with with anxiety in, in my early sort of well late teenage years through my, throughout my twenties. Therefore, I always had a vested interest in, in mental health as well, in terms of how to look after my own mental health, what works, what doesn't. I um, I, I engage in, in, in therapy, CBT, I learned about mindfulness. So I had, had a vested interest in, in mental health as well as, as marketing in my, at the start of my career throughout my 20s. And then over time, I just felt marketing wasn't quite for me. Um, I wasn't quite keen on the salesy side up to it. Um, I preferred. I realised, uh, as you do in your in your twenties, when, you, when you find out more about yourself, that I think I would prefer something more vocational, something where you're making genuine a genuine difference to people's lives. So there's an opportunity to to train um, as a mental health nurse at Northumbria Uni. There was a bursary available. It was the last sort of cohort of funded studies uh, before um, the Tory government took that away. Um, and I, I jumped at the opportunity really to, to change career when I could. Um, and I, I went into mental health nursing. Um, and yeah, I, I've, from there, I worked after I qualified, I worked in early intervention and psychosis. Um, and then I worked with combat stress, which was military veterans. And I made that move because I always wanted to focus on supporting people with anxiety and depression because that's what I had lived experience of and a vested interest in. And I worked for Combat Stress, which is a specialist um, military veteran mental health service supporting veterans with um, post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety and and and, and low mood. Um, and I was a mental health nurse um, for the north region of England there for, for four years. Really enjoyed it. And within that role, I was able to start combining sort of my past career um, in marketing um, in getting projects out that that were combining people's experience of well lived experience and, and helping them share that through sort of different sort of case studies through articles and it's sort of, I, I sort of combined the two sort of skill sets really at, at that point and then from there I went to work with Sunderland IAPT which is the talk and therapy services for two years and that was through the um, pandemic time so that was an interesting time I mainly worked from home 
um, doing telephone consultations. And then after that opportunity, that's when I saw uh, the NIAS um, job advertised, which looked absolutely ideal for me in terms of what I was passionate about in terms of um, making culture change, the, the communication aspect to it, as well as my um, experience working with military veterans and my vested interest in anxiety um, and low mood and interventions to support that. I could go on and on, Mark, but I feel like I'm doing all the all the talking. No, no, I mean, that, that, to be honest, that's absolutely brilliant. It, it gives us a good, like, rounded picture of, of Andy Walton, doesn't it? You know what I mean? That, where you've got to where you are today. Um, and it's not as if you've just kind of been parachuted in. You've got all of that experience, the mental health nurse, the combat stress. Uh, to be honest, I'll probably, we'll have a chat about that later on because I think it kind of links in with Trim as well because um, Trim was a military-based idea, wasn't it, from the Marines? Um, so really, with you being the mental health guru of NIAS, um, kind of everybody looks to you and you kind of disseminate the information down. So what kind of help is available within NIAS to, to any member of staff. Mental health guru, I feel, I feel sort of pressure on me. <laughs> like, and that's a good sort of, it's interesting that you say that because I think, I thought there was a lot of expectation on me when I, when I first started, but I've been here a year now and I felt, I felt I've, uh, I found my groove as it, as, as it were. And yeah, there is, in terms of what's available at, at NIAS, um, I've spent a year looking at what what's worked what, what what doesn't work what staff find uh, valuable what really connects and at this moment in time I'm quite proud with our offering um and and, and how we've promoted that under the nias mental maintenance brand umbrella so in terms of mental health support for staff we have the mental maintenance um siren page which we are encouraging managers, colleagues, staff across the board to look at as a one-stop shop of resources. I felt that there was a lot of, um, there is a lot of information out there. There's a lot of resources out there. There's a lot of websites, a lot of apps around mental health. And and, and what people were, were, were telling me was that there was a lack of sort of clarity about what to go to for what need and when. Um, so we've created the, the mental maintenance siren page is, is, the, is a one-stop shop, but also the first thing that we encourage colleagues to look at if they feel they do need to get support for their mental health or to practically look after their mental health. Um, and that also provides a, a, a clear communication around what is available, what is available for staff. So so initially um, within the page, you have guidance around clear psychoeducation, which has been designed specifically. It's evidence-based. It's been uh, clinically peer reviewed, which has been designed specifically as a safe for emergency response and NIAS staff. So on the website, you have access to that those um, PDF um, psychoeducation materials that you can download. Um, there's also signposts and materials for different external services that you might find helpful, including mindfulness apps that we recommend um, and the wellbeing hub um, and um, different organisations that can support staff when it's an issue with with work specifically. Um, so that's all there for staff to engage with without having to make a referral, without, without having to um, uh, go through the manager, really. Um, and then if you did or, or staff did feel the need to, to um, 
want to engage in support. We then promote what's available externally. If again, if staff didn't feel like they wanted to come through or help for managers, so a clear sort of pathway of, of, of what that looks like within within the NHS. And then on the page, if you did want to get support through us, um, how to refer through occupational health and what that support looks like. So as a mental health nurse, I'm able to offer really early triage um, assessment and treatment um, in-house. Um, and we also offer um, therapy through our private therapy provider. And we offer six sessions with immediate access, and that could be via telephone, um, video, or, or face-to-face. Um, so that's generally what's what's on offer in terms of treatment intervention. Um, so it's six sessions generally. If it's if it's if, say for counselling or bereavement counselling or or work around um, specific mental health problems, sometimes. I can offer support in-house through psychoeducation, guided psychoeducation or a solution-focused kind of approach that's nurse-led. Um, and then aside from that, if it's trauma-related, um, you have access to it, the private therapy provider as well, and we can offer an extended amount of sessions other than six sessions. We can offer 12 sessions. So that's generally what's on offer under the mental maintenance umbrella, and then we have the trim support as well. And that's the thing, isn't it? Because I think a lot, um, going back sort of, historically um ambulance crews have just kind of you know we've got that dark humor we're after a after a job we'll have a cup of cup of tea with our mates and kind of talk it through but i think it's how important to you is it that people do embrace the fact that there's counseling available there's the fact that there's help available because as you say historically we've just kind of got our heads down and got on with it and packed the boxes up and they eventually tipple don't they Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, it, it's it, it's really important. I mean, I mean, the key thing really is that psychosocial support. So not bottling things up um, and, and, and trying to be open about how you're feeling um, at the earliest stage possible. So sharing that with your colleagues um, and sharing what works and supporting each other, looking out at the at the recommended material in terms of how do I manage how I'm feeling right now? What is a normal way to feel or, or a valid way to feel after a traumatic event, for example? And to really sort of be open about that, because as I say, the, the, the alternative is to bottle it up, which leads to isolating yourself, which leads to things becoming difficult for you in terms of deep-rooted sort of avoidance behaviors or unhelpful thinking patterns so so being open about it and sharing that is is really important is really important and sometimes that just means um a conversation with with colleagues with family and friends and sometimes a simple shift in how you're 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 viewing something that's happened or a simple shift in your lifestyle is enough to help um, and that's what we're trying. That's a message we're trying to get across as well, because it's often that when the simple things drop away, is when things really compound and, and and we start to deteriorate. So it's that sort of proactive, intentional approach to to looking after our well being is what we're trying to get across. And that doesn't always lead or, or, or need a, a counselling referral or a, or a or a referral to, to, to health. Um, 
so yeah so so it's i guess it's 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 that double message really of of talking supporting each other the the key being psychosocial support is so important um, and knowing that if if you do need support there's clarity um, among staff about what support's available and, and how to access it um and that it's it's yeah it's it's it, it's readily it's readily available and i suppose from from like uh being on the road or you know the, the guys up in control um they're getting a lot of trauma calls coming through they're getting a lot of uh, harrowing stuff but it's really mental health kind of goes beyond work as well doesn't it it's not just the work environment um it could it could be outside it could be what's happening up with your family it could be the kind of the wider picture that you unfortunately do end up bringing into work exactly yeah mark really good point really good point um I mean, yeah, across the organisation, we all we all do roles which are which are demanding and take a lot from us. Um, and if our personal lives, if there's a struggle there as well, and if there's a lot of stress there as well, it all it, it all compounds, it all interlinks. And as you said, you can take jobs home with you from time to time. You can take how you're feeling. If you've had a bad night's sleep or a couple of stresses from your personal life are built up when you when you go into work that can impact your mindset so it really is um important that we are aware of that that we sort of um are very self-aware and therefore following that very intentional with how we plan our day how we plan our week how we put boundaries and balance in place how we don't take what works for us um in terms of our mental well-being for granted and, and and we're very intentional of putting that into into place um and if that involves having that time to to, to open up to somebody outside the family outside the friend group through a counseling mechanism that's 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 fine that could be a, a tool that's re, that's re, that's required but yeah it's 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 it, you can't just wing it really um i think you can try to, and some people are maybe more vulnerable than others in terms of how we proactively look after our mental health. But generally, working in emergency response, you have to be very intentional. You have to re- be really disciplined with with your self care, with utilizing tools that that maintain our well being, that, that that we properly decompress, that we properly check in with ourselves, that we properly sub- get, get exercise, utilize nature, and utilize all those things that we've got within our grasp to to maintain. A positive sense of of well being because it can easily drop off. These things can easily drop off. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, we're briefly to, because I don't think we, we kind of talked about trim, but we we didn't kind of go into what what exactly trim is and and how people can access that. Um, so just give us a brief overview about, about trim because I think a lot of people have heard of it, have probably seen a poster at some point about it, probably seen it on Siren. But really, don't know how one how to access it and what and what's involved within it. Yeah, so trim it's it's um, it's a vital tool really, and it's used amongst emergency response from different sectors uh, um, and, uh, and, and different ambulance services as well up and down up and down the country. Um, and it's how it's set up and how it's structured is is really effective because it it. It offers that psychosocial immediate kind of support and outlet to talk about how things have impacted you. It offers the opportunity to normalize and validate these kind of feelings. 
um, and it allows us to be able to check in with staff um, initially, three days after a traumatic event has, has occurred, um, and then a month later to see if symptoms have persisted. So, so how it works is that you would, three days after uh, an event that that you might deem traumatic, and 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 a traumatic event can can be more traumatic or less traumatic, f- f- depending on a, a range of factors for an individual. Um, it could be something that links closely to something that's happened in your past or something that's going on in your in your personal life. So, there's lots of different things that can 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 feel like it's um, creating a, a, a a, re- a response which which indicates something that's been traumatic for, for you as an individual um, and if that's the case the idea is after three days to contact trim through the self-referral um, channel on siren and the email and posters have got the qr code on and at that point you'd be linked with a trim practitioner who is a peer-led trained practitioner who's been trained within NIAS, who's a NIAS member of staff. So it's colleague to colleague support, people who have, who have been there, who who completely understand the nature of the role. Um, and they come and do an assessment um, for an hour, I believe. Um, and again, it's to check in how you are, to 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 to, to assess um, symptoms of, of, of how the traumatic events impacted you, but also to give you advice about how to sort of um move through uh follow move through the next few days after a difficult job so again it's the importance of recognizing that following a traumatic event it's perfectly normal to 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 feel heightened in terms of anxiety for it to impact your sleep to have intrusive thoughts to possibly have nightmares to, to 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 ruminate on it that's perfectly normal following such an event that which is you deem as abnormal as such which is essentially what a trauma is um and then it's 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 about validating that normalizing that but reminding our colleagues to try and <clears throat> maintain routines try and remain connect uh, maintain connections um to to to, to to try and maintain the simple things that work for us as much as we can, the exercise, the fresh air, the hobbies. Um, and then tw- I think it's 28 days later, there'll be another assessment uh, which looks at if these symptoms have persisted. Because if if, persi- if symptoms such as hypervigilance, so being alert on all the time, um, having re-experiencing symptoms, flashbacks, intrusive thoughts, nightmares, having strong avoidance kind of um, symptoms. So you're avoiding the idea of, of going anywhere near where the trauma happened or being reminded of the trauma at all. If those are persistent and, and, and impacting your daily function functionality for over three or four weeks, that's when it's right, okay, it's, it's not reducing naturally, normally, and therefore you need to access trauma-based therapy to be able to process what's happened and and to move and to move through with professional support so the trim process hopefully captures that and supports staff effectively um at a, at a very early early stage and that's what it's de- been designed to do and i feel it and it has got a strong evidence base that it's effective at doing that but again it relies on staff being willing to be open and, and and talk about these things and 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 then staff supporting each other and encouraging um, a referral into the 
into that platform. Brilliant. It's just, it's, it's positive, isn't it? It's, everything's kind of moving forward. And I think everybody's moving forward with a more positive and open attitude, really. And I think that's what, that's what we've been ultimately talking about is kind of, you know, it's not dropping your guard. It's not a sign of weakness. It's, it's a sign of positivity that you're kind of waving the white flag and saying, look, I do need a little bit of help. Yeah, yeah. I guess that um, what you said there is a good concluding sort of key message, really, that it's it takes great strength to 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 be open and and be vulnerable in front of others and to and to tell your story. Um, it takes great strength to do that, but it, but it's really important because the opposite is to to bury it. It is to 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 a- avoid it, and that just leads to short-term fixes which make things worse such as overthinking assurance seeking avoidance um and and we need to be able to sort of be open about things and process things because otherwise they do creep up at, at times and we're, we're least expect it as well when we're trying to relax or when, when we're trying to have downtime these thoughts will come back even stronger if we don't find time to to process them and talk about them perfect andy i think we've touched on on everything that we need to talk about uh, but that's brilliant that's uh, I, I really appreciate your time okay yeah well yeah thank you thank you for the platform it's been i've enjoyed it thanks for listening to rtb please like the show on your podcast app and if you have time we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a review if you'd like to get in touch about anything you've heard on rtb or if you want to suggest a topic for us to cover in a future episode, you can email us at public.relations at neas.nhs.uk.